Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. Today we're in the second week of our important series called Learning Forgiveness. And remember what we are doing in this series is not only learning about how God has forgiven us, but also about how we as Christians have been forgiven by God to forgive others. So last week, and to put this whole sermon series into perspective, we began by looking at how through the cross, God out of his unconditional love and longing for the world has offered every single person who has ever lived the gift of forgiveness. Because through the cross, not only did God change this forgiveness game that we were working in, but it's also revealed to the entire world that in actuality, we are all already forgiven if we will just accept this gift. But now that we understand how God's forgiveness works, what we need to get into today, which is just as important in my opinion, is how God has not just forgiven us so that we can live forgiven or so that we can live into a relationship with him and that's it. No, God has forgiven us so that we can forgive others. Which in my experience is a part of the equation that we are really, really good at missing out on and even ignoring sometimes because not only is forgiving others difficult to do, but it's also something we just don't get how important it is for our own lives, which is why we need to talk about it today or why we need to spend some time delving into what it is that God is calling us to do by forgiving others. So what happens when you begin to think about just how important forgiveness is for our own lives is that you will find that one of the main reasons for why God not only calls us to receive his forgiveness, but to offer forgiveness to others is because this is actually what's best for us. That's right. Forgiveness is actually what's best for us or a huge part of how it is that we are set free to live into the incredible lives that God has created for us to live. And to see this, all you have to do is jump into Matthew 7, 1 through 2, which says this. It says, do not judge so that you may not be judged. Do not judge so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you make, you will be judged, and the measure you give will be the measure you get. Or what Jesus seems to be getting at here on a human level is that the consequences for treating people in judgmental, unforgiving ways is that people in turn will also judge you. Or to bring this logic out in a more practical way, let's just say that at work one time, someone said something to you that hurt your feelings. But instead of forgiving that person and moving on like you're supposed to do, you decide not to forgive. Or you decide to take matters into your own hands by passing judgment on that person which just so happens to be a judgment that just a couple of weeks later you're able to take. And the way you do this is by declining to help that person meet a particular deadline, in the end getting them into some serious trouble with the boss. Now, of course, that little bit of judgment might feel good in the moment because you think that person has received what they deserve, but 
there is also a pretty severe consequence to this judgment that we don't normally think about in the heat of the moment. In that, what is probably going to happen because of your inability to forgive is that there is going to come a day when you will need some help from that person. But because of what you have done, that person, instead of helping you, is going to judge you in the way that you have judged them. Now, I know this example in the big scheme of things doesn't seem like that big a deal, but what you need to know is that this same logic holds in almost every area of life. For instance, in your marriage, if you are not a forgiving partner, what you can expect in return is a whole lot of judgment coming from your spouse. As a parent, if you are not full of grace, good luck with having a good relationship with your kids. It's just not going to happen. What you will find in judgmental churches is either a group of people who spend so much time judging others that they forget that the reason they exist is to welcome sinners or a church that does nothing but fight with one another because there is no grace. Either way, these churches are dying. And even when it comes to the highest levels of relationships, like, like nations trying to get along, if nations choose to judge each other instead of offering forgiveness, what will happen is that this cycle of judgment and revenge will only continue to escalate as they go back and forth and back and forth, leading to all sorts of unrest and maybe even war. So what Jesus seems to be getting at on a human level here, when he says, in the same way you judge others, you shall be judged, is that in reality, judging others only leads to a whole lot of trouble that could have been avoided if you would have just learned how to forgive. Because not only does forgiveness stop this escalating cycle of judgment and revenge, which is so damaging to our lives and the world, but it's also true that in the same way you forgive others, you will be forgiven. That's right. In the same way you forgive others, you will be forgiven. Because when you show people grace, they are more likely to show you that same kind of grace. Which when you think about it, when you give it any thought at all, it is what's best for you. And part of the reason why God calls us to not only receive his forgiveness, but to forgive others. But now that you understand what Jesus is getting at on a human level, now what we need to do is take this teaching to the next level. Or to discover what this teaching has to teach us about how God judges us. So very simply put, when you take this teaching to the divine level, what you will find is that in the same way we judge others, God is going to judge us. In the same way we judge others, God is going to judge us. Or let's just say, to put this into perspective, let's just say you caught someone lying to you. And instead of forgiving them like you're supposed to, like, like we've learned, you end up judging them. Well, what that means is that if you have ever told a lie or if you ever will tell a lie, then in the same way you judge that person for lying to you, God is going to judge you. And, I go, and again, I know this example doesn't seem like that big a deal, but again, this same logic holds for almost every area of life. Or when you judge people for an addiction and you yourself are addicted, 
you're going to be judged. When you judge people who commit adultery but are guilty of committing adultery yourself, you are going to be judged. When you judge people who receive government assistance to make ends meet and you receive assistance from the government to help you with your business, you are going to be judged. And on and on and on we could go because again, the measure you give will be the measure you get. Or notice that what God is doing here is not just judging people based on some impossible standards that we could never live up to, but is judging people according to their own standards or is allowing people, in essence, to judge themselves. Which ultimately means that it's probably a good idea for you to quit making all those judgments like you are somehow better than everyone else and instead just learn to forgive everyone for everything so that God will forgive you in the exact same way. So do you see it? Are you starting to see why forgiving others is what's best for you, not only in human terms, but also in kind of this divine level? Well, now that you're starting to see what it is that Jesus is getting at when he says, in the same way you judge others, you shall be judged, there is one more very important thing you need to know about how forgiving others is best for you. But to see this, instead of walking you through another verse, what I need you to do is I need you to take a moment and bring to mind that one person that you just can't seem to forgive. And once you bring that person to mind, now what I want you to notice is how they make you feel. Because I'm pretty sure that there's not warm and fuzzies here, but instead a kind of disgust or hatred that in a sense is taking over your body, rising up within your body and taking control. Next, what I want you to do, now that you're kind of having this visceral reaction, is to not only notice how you feel, but also think about how you would react or, or have reacted to seeing that person in public. Because again, my hunch is that if you do see that person or when you have encountered that person, that you're not just going to push that thing out of your mind and go about your day like nothing happened. No. Instead, this is going to be an encounter that can not only ruin an event for you, but it's something that might even ruin an entire day or maybe even an entire week because you just can't stand the sight of that person. And now that you have all of that in mind, the last thing I want you to do, and this is the most important part here, is to take a moment and really think about how what you feel towards that person actually affects them. I want you to think about how you feel towards that person actually affects them. Because the truth is, for most people that you have not forgiven, your feelings towards them is probably something that they're not even aware of. And if they are aware of it, you can almost bet that the way your judgment affects them is a lot less than how your judgment affects you. And all because not forgiving someone is like drinking rat poison and expecting the other person to die. Again, not forgiving someone is like drinking rat poison and expecting the other person to die, which we are really, really good at. Which means, what happens when we don't learn to forgive others? 
is that those feelings of resentment and revenge that we hold on to, which actually eat away at our soul, end up ruining our lives and making us miserable, not theirs, or not those people that we haven't forgiven. So what I hope has become abundantly clear is that the reason God is calling us to forgive others is because forgiving others is what's best for us. Or it's actually part of how we can be set free to live into the incredible lives God has created us for. Let us pray. Father, we come before you this morning and the truth is, is um, we are a people who are really good at accepting your forgiveness. We have no problem laying it all down and, and confessing to you what we have done and, and accepting that forgiveness. But if we're honest with ourselves, we have a really, really hard time of forgiving others. And all because not only is it hard for us to do, but we just don't understand what it means for our lives. So today, Lord, in light of what we have just learned, help us to truly understand that the reason you are calling us to forgive others or the reason you are calling us to forgive as you have forgiven us is because ultimately it's what's best for us. It's what sets us free. It's what helps us to become the people you have created us to be. So now, O oh Lord, as we go back out into the world, help us learn to forgive others as we have been forgiven. We ask this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.